Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in this episode, I want to focus on a question about the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and how exactly, from a biblical perspective, we should think about and conceive of the presence of God with us, in us, around us, so on and so forth. This is something that I think has become increasingly muddied and confused in light of quite a lot of modern worship music that treats God and the Spirit of God like something in the air. Uh, even even going so far as to, to say, as I think I've mentioned in past episodes, about breathing God in and things like that. That's just not a biblical concept. And it has more to do with Eastern religious thought than it does Christianity. So how should we think about God and the Holy Spirit? While God can and certainly has worked independently throughout history, and it's always his prerogative to do that again. So we're not going to put God in a box and say that he can't do certain things because of course he can. What we ha- what we see when we look at history and when we read the Bible is that even though God can and has worked independently, he primarily chooses to work through his people. That is the primary method that God seems to employ. And there's lots of reasons we could point to for that. Brady and I discussed on the Rooted podcast episode about God's omni-attributes, this idea that it sure seems like God is interested in partnership with his creation. And so you could, if nothing else, point to that idea as a way to explain why God primarily chooses to work through his people when he could just do so much himself. So what we see when we look at scripture, and we're gonna, I'm going to hit you with a lot of scripture references today, is that the Holy Spirit indwells his people. And since God primarily works through his people, and the Holy Spirit is within his people, this is how God chooses to work, and this is how God interacts with and directs his church. What this means is that the Spirit of God and the presence of God is internal to Christians because the Holy Spirit of God is indwelling Christians. The Spirit of God is not an external force or experience. It is an internal spirit that indwells Christians and and essentially lives with us alongside our own spirit. And we see this in various places. In Romans 5.5, 5, we see Paul mention that the, the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Spirit. That there's this idea of the Spirit of God and the love of God coming into us. Romans 8, 9, that the Spirit dwells in you, Paul says. And Romans 8, by the way, is just, this is, this is ground zero for theology about, about this topic. So Romans 8, 9, that the Spirit dwells in you. But right in the very next verse in Romans 8.10, it is Christ who dwells in you. So immediately there's a conflation or an equation between the Holy Spirit 
and Christ, that if the Holy Spirit dwells within you, Christ dwells within you. But then in Romans 8, 11, even further, it is the spirit of the one who raised Christ from the dead. Well, who's that? Who raised Jesus from the dead? The Father. And so you have this equation of the Holy Spirit with Jesus, with the Father, and Paul says, this is the Spirit that dwells in you, that God, the Spirit of God, dwells within you. In Romans 8.16, we see Paul say that the Spirit, that God's Spirit, bears witness with our spirit. And this is this idea that I was mentioning earlier, that this is a primarily internal thing that Paul is talking about here. That the way in which Christians experience and feel the presence of God is as we meditate and as we pray and as we quiet ourselves within ourselves and direct our attention to God's spirit who lives in us and what he might have to tell us. This is when God's spirit will connect and will talk with our spirit and we will we will hear things in an internal sense. So I don't know many Christians who would say that when they talk to God, they hear an audible voice as if it's external to them. It is almost always an internal uh, leading, uh, a feeling, an impression, but one that you can't explain as me talking to myself or bringing things up in my own head. It, it, diff- it has a altogether qualitatively different feel than self-talk. And this is, this is, I think, what Paul is getting at in Romans 8.16. We, we also see further teaching on this in 1 Corinthians 2.11, where Paul says that the, who knows a person's thoughts except their spirit within. And then he goes on to say that, well, who knows God's thoughts except the spirit of God. But he, he ties this together in the very next chapter, because in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Paul says that Don't you know that you're God's temple and that the spirit of God dwells within you? Think about that. Paul is saying, well, who can know what a person's really thinking except for that person, right? I can't read their mind. Only the person and their their spirit, their innermost person really knows what they're thinking. And then the same is true with God. Only God, only God's spirit really knows what God is thinking. But then he turns around and says, but that spirit lives in you, Christian, You are the temple of God, meaning that we can know because the Spirit of God can communicate it to us. We can know what God is thinking. This is the whole basis of prayer, right? We talk to God and we ask God, tell me what you want. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you see here. What is your perspective on this, God? And that the Bible teaches that as Christians, because the Spirit lives within us, we can actually know. We can actually know the answer both by reflecting on what God has already revealed within Scripture, but also reflecting on and meditating on what God reveals directly to our spirits with His Spirit. I think that's amazing. This idea that we can know the mind of an infinite God because He's chosen to indwell us with His Spirit. And Paul says that, Christians, we are to have the mind of Christ. Well, again, if the mind of Christ is the same as the mind of the Father and the mind of the Spirit, because they're a unity, a trinity, a triunity, right? That I can have the mind of Christ because the Spirit of God lives within me. This is an incredible, incredible truth from Scripture, but I want us to to get it right. 
because we we water down and we make the this doctrine of the presence of God and the Holy Spirit so much less when we treat it like a presence or a force that's just out in the room somewhere. God is so much more immediate to you and to me than that. And we actually put God at a distance, at an arm's length, when we treat him like he's simply in the room. He's not. He's in you. He's with you immediately with your spirit. And you take the presence of God as a Christian everywhere you go. You don't have to conjure it or invite it. He has given his spirit to us as a promise, as a pledge. And he's always there. Always. Always.